<laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Are you going to do it? <laughs> you do it. Hi, guys. I'm Cindy. And I'm Paige. And this is Mom's the Word. Where Mom knows best. Or at least she is trying her best. We really are. We're, we're trying our we're best. We're not doing great at the intro, you guys. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to reshoot it again because we ain't got no time for that. No, I thought it was pretty well. You know, it went well. I think yeah. they get the gist. They yeah, understand by it. now. We're trying our best. We are. We are genuinely doing our very, very <laughs> best. We are. Goodness <sighs> gracious. Always tired. I want to say how are you, but I know the answer. <laughs> motherhood's a doozy guys it's like you want to sleep and you just kind of dream about sleeping but you don't really do it i always tell my husband like i don't think i've slept for the last seven years no i never really hit that full REM sleep you know where you're no. just like out of it like no dreams no consciousness my ears always listening yeah i can genuinely. hear the littlest roll over mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> one one starts to gag in from three rooms down oh i can God. hear it i can hear it literally take off running it's yeah. like an instinct that just happens or at least it did for me oh no for sure and i told like so i've had uh seven newborns now and Insane. i told my i haven't slept really in the last four years because i've had a newborn back to back to back and you know they've all gone home around you know a year something like that but i still don't sleep well. right when you're getting to the part of relaxation <laughs> right when they're sleeping like, through let's the do night again. <laughs> i know and i'm tired it takes a special <laughs> angel of a human to be capable uh, of that because i'm telling you right now mm -mm. i would be overstimulated and not capable it's rough i don't know i, I think because i've done it so many times you know I, i'm still exhausted i'm mm -hmm. still overwhelmed but it's just like oh this this is it you know yeah. and she's um our foster daughter is very much a baby still mm -hmm. and so right now she's almost three months old so um we're getting there. We're in the thick of it. <laughs> We're in the thick of it. In the thick of it. <laughs> we sure how are. Much, how much are you waking up in the middle of the night? Actually, now it's only about one to two times a night. But oh, nice. because I feed before I go to bed, mm -hmm. so like 11.30, I will feed. You do a dream feed. I do a dream feed. That's what they call it. Always have. Yeah. Always You're a big will. fan of them. I am. So we put them down for bed, and then I know around that three-hour mark, they're going to get hungry. So before they wake up... I'm dream feeding just you know pop a, make sure they're up pop a bottle in their mouth or awake enough mm -hmm. to fully drink you fully burp mm -hmm. and you lay them right back down nice. and then that's usually by you know between 11 30 and 12. that's when you're laying down that's when i'm laying down and then um she'll wake up one more time around 3 3 30 and then put her right back down and then she's up at seven so you lay them down at 7.30. What are you and your husband doing from 7.30 to 11.30? You have like a routine of like, let's just hang out together. Do you like clean the kitchen together and then so, decompress? So, you, so Fox, who is a year now, <laughs> my baby turned one. Just turned one. Sweet boy. Um, he is down definitely by 7.15, between 7.15 and 7.30. Mm -hmm. um, now the baby, she's a newborn. So hers fluctuates between 7 and 8. In between there, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making sure it ends it, somewhere in there. You're working on a routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're working on it, but it's always somewhere in there. And then bears eight o'clock. So by eight thirty, I'll say um, me and Chris are done. Yeah. <laughs> we're usually laying in our bed, like scrolling our phones for a minute after like mm -hmm. we unwind for a second. We're like we meet in the middle. Disassociating. Exactly. And then we'll put on a show. We really like to watch Survivor together. <gasps> Same. Um, we'll re we, we will rewatch some episodes and things like that. Um, sometimes we clean together. You know, we watch a movie Whatever together. Whatever needs to get done exactly take a shower together you know doing something together and um we stay up for a while until about, chris goes about about 10 30 and then i make sure I'm, I'm up i'm just scrolling my phone usually answering comments mm -hmm. and or watching a show and then i feed the baby and then yeah she now she wakes up in like at the exact times now so Very nice Very i'm getting nice. way more sleep now 
Right, it, more than you were. It was like an hour and a half in the beginning because she was so itty bitty. But uh, now she she's, was she's gaining so weight. Now, itty bitty. So. She is. She, uh, she had to be on a higher calorie food. Yes. She was so little, she's still right? on that. She's still on that. But yeah, she was so little. Full term, but just so little. Some babies are little, you know? Right. And yeah, she's doing good. She's thriving. I know some people may be curious to mm-hmm. this. And of course, you only share what you feel yeah. is necessary. But um, with her uh-huh. situation right now mm-hmm. with that foster care journey um do you do you have any update or anything that you want to say you're just still in the foster care journey with her yeah no there's no updates um everybody's always so nosy yeah as to- so people know there's like court goes on as soon mm-hmm. as you get babies but basically their status hearings where mm-hmm. are we at what's going on with the family what's going on with the baby mm-hmm. get everybody on the same page but there's no big updates on things um even it's if, a slow process. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, we've had her two months now, almost three months now, I'm sorry. And um, basically, it's just us loving her, let, making sure she grows and yeah. um, whatever happens behind the scenes. Uh, it's really none of my business unless it mm-hmm. you know involves her personally. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's no, no big updates. A lot of times in foster care, it's around that six month mark that you really like, okay, this is how the family's doing. This right. is how things are progressing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of more so when you hear right. things. But. So it's not abnormal. I know some of your followers mm-hmm. are thinking, wait, yeah. she doesn't give us updates. It's not abnormal to not have any no. sort of no. talking about it until no. around six months anyways. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, as I've grown to become, you know, I've grown in my journey of sharing things, um, I share less and less. Yep, I agree. Um, and not that I, I've shared more in the past. Um, it's just that I, more people um, have stated opinions and things like that. And I've mm-hmm. learned a lot along the way. And I've never overshared. I've never overshared. And I can say that for a fact. Mm-hmm. But I just want to make sure that I'm respecting everybody and I'm learning. Yeah. And so um, until things are definite, I don't like to share things. Yeah. I don't even share if kid goes to visit anymore. I don't because that's what I was going to say. You, you don't used need to say to the visits. And exactly. I think that that's where people are like, she yeah. doesn't share no, as much I don't. anymore. No, because let's say we miss a visit or something and people might notice. It's just no one's business. Yeah, so I agree. I've just become, you know, that way. I just don't share as much. So that's what's going on with Cindy right now. Yes. A (laughs) one-year-old still in the journey of foster care with a little one. A son homeschooling, about to have a Christmas break, right? Do y'all do? I'm about to sneeze. You gonna sneeze? Are you a scream sneezer? (laughs) No. I'm scared. I talked about it. Look at the light. Now it's not going to come. No, it's (laughs) gone. Okay, I'm sorry. It's gone. That happens. Yes, I am in the thick of it. I have. Does Bear have a Christmas break when you homeschool or do you just homeschool every day? (laughs) So um, he does technically get a Christmas break like um, when we travel and things like that we'll take breaks but it's not on like the school district schedule right so like sometimes I'll go all the way up till Christmas Eve because that's just in our house and we're going to take a trip the week after you know when all the kids are back in school we're going to Disney World and during the week of Disney World we're not going to do school so I do take breaks they're just not on the school district schedule all mm-hmm. the time. Sometimes they are like Thanksgiving break, like the three days the kids were off, we, he was off, mm-hmm. but really no. Like if we're on top of it, but no, sometimes we do things on Fridays and so we make up for it different days. Um, but we like to take trips when the kids are in school. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. His breaks are that's a little bit different. That's one of the different. things I just thought of whenever you were like, well, the kids are going to be in school and we'll be at Disney World. I was like, oh, yeah, that's so nice because it's probably not as crowded. Exactly. Yeah, that's so like nice. a really nice thing is that like it won't be as crowded and we can move our schedule around or the homeschool it. perks. Yeah. That makes yeah. me think too because like sometimes yeah. I'll go to things and there'll be kids there and I'll be like, aren't you supposed to be at school? Like, no. There's it's so kids. odd to me the parents of people who do look like that. A lot of like the older generation are like, why are these kids out here yeah. right now? Why are they at a restaurant on a Wednesday? And I'm like, 
because we're homeschooled yeah. and we can do school anytime we want. <laughs> I think that's so cool. I'm, I'm really considering that journey with Boston mm-hmm. for whenever he's older. Mm-hmm. Right now he is in ABA therapy yeah. and I'm not equipped to give him the correct therapy that right. I feel like he's getting in this school yeah. that he's at now. But whenever we go to like general education is something I'm seriously considering and yeah. you inspire me in that sense. So I'm excited about Aww, it. Yes. So yeah. it's whatever your child needs. You'll get there and you'll be like, okay, I really want to explore this, but yeah. maybe it's not right for him at this moment. Yeah, Definitely. And we even come to that every year, mm-hmm. you know, um, who knows where we'll be. What if he wants to go back to school? I'm never like, stuck on one thing we talked about this yeah about like parenting styles and how like it feels like yeah. i'll say like i'm for something one day <laughs> yeah. and then the next day i decide i'm not because oh, we're yeah. just very teachable in oh, that yeah. sense of like everything changes oh so what quickly. i did with one child doesn't work for another oh no i have learned that one <laughs> especially for you. sure yeah oh yeah uh you could you know think you have a way of teaching a child or mm-hmm. um you know disciplining this way or you know redirecting this way when that a child is going to be like no ma'am that don't work for me right um right. so my, my parenting style chi- style has changed for every child that i've ever had mm-hmm. and it has to because every child has different needs and different yeah. ways of reacting to things. Some are more emotional and you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's important to note that too because we get asked a lot about advice yeah. and I, I want people to know like what we say is not like the set in stone oh, black no. and white version of like making everything better for no. you. Every child is different, every parent is different and I think that it's important to know that you can have different parenting styles with different children yeah. even under one yeah. roof, you know, yeah. what works for one way may not work for another. Yeah, And we are not the end all be all of mom advice. No. <laughs> we're we're literally yeah. learning as we go yeah. to so. i've had a lot of kids and i can tell you that for a fact like mm-hmm. what worked for bear as a baby does not work for fox as a baby oh amen to that <laughs> juliet and boston are just <laughs> night and day different my motherhood has changed mm-hmm. and changed and it's gonna change probably change today oh god i have you changed, changed not as even a as a mom but as a person oh gosh as I a woman changed you changed what so i much. care about yes what i will do for friends especially pregnant oh, friends yeah, or first sure. mom with the newborn friends because i can remember whenever i became a mom feeling so alone in those first few days and and weeks of motherhood and i i say that with a grain of salt because i do have some amazing friends that were mothers that did check in on me but just like not expecting that big change that comes with it and all the new fears and things that you think of Mm -hmm. that you're going through and it just everything changed and i can think back and remember times whenever I didn't have babies whenever my friend who had just had a baby would be like come to the hospital to meet the baby and I would go and hold the baby and be so excited and now when I go I don't go to the hospital even if they invite me Mm -hmm. I I don't go to the hospital and this is not to say like if you do you're a bad person please please don't right this is just my perspective from what I needed as a mom whenever I first had a baby and I didn't get it so now I try to offer that respect to my friends that are moms in hopes that if they're not getting it at least I can provide it to them no I agree so I don't go to the hospital because you're so tired you don't realize Uh you're tired but you're so tired and entertaining even having someone in your room for 15 minutes is a lot to talk to them to have the conversation to have them hold your baby and even if they're like you're like yeah hold my baby you're like Please don't. don't. Hold my baby. Can I hold them? You know, so like yeah. I don't ask to hold the babies anymore unless a mom is mm-hmm. like, "Do you want to hold them?" Even in those first few weeks, yes. and like, "Do you want to hold them?" I'm like, "No, I just yeah. want to look at him. I can yes. see him from here." And yes, that's a, that's a cute baby. Oh yeah, you know, that's really more for me now as a mother. Yes, I, I wouldn't have done that. that before I had oh, a mom because yeah. I wouldn't I have hold even that thought. baby for sure. Yeah, I'd have been like, "That's a cute yeah. ass baby." Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, another thing, kissing babies will never. 
Never. Never. Will never. Or you know what's wild to me? Mm-hmm. Is if you're like in the store with your baby and, and someone literally comes around and like looks up in there and like <laughs> in the car seat and I'm always like, mate, excuse me. What are you me? doing? I get it. They're adorable. I They're know. adorable. They we are. get it. But keep your hands to yourself. Your germs are too big for these babies. Too big. Way, way, way now too big. Now I'm just like, skirt. Yeah. Later. And, and it happens so often. And I know they want to look like, here's a cute baby. And they're cooing and talking. But I'm just like, girl, please look from afar. Did you ever have a stranger touch your belly when you were pregnant? No. I did. I was at work. I was a plus size mom. So who knew if they thought I was pregnant or not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> at the end, they knew. Um, I did at work, but it, I didn't never feel like it was weird. Like they always, they, I worked around women that I had been with for a long mm. time. So it didn't bother me. Now knew no. I probably would. I didn't have any friends or anything when I was pregnant with Bear. I had my mm-hmm. work friends and that is it. That is it. it my heart After I had my baby, I had nobody but my mom and dad. I had no friends. Everybody wasn't having kids yet. And it's when I first moved to Texas, I had nobody. That's yeah. so isolating. So I'm you, I was lonely. That's I was so a lonely sad. mom. Yeah. It, I, I felt lonely in the sense that like I moved away from home because yes. Mark lived here and yes. my whole family lives over an hour so away. Hard. So and and that doesn't seem oh it's just an hour. When you have a newborn oh packing God. up that car oh, no. and going an hour and spending a day uh-huh. on their couch, like it's yeah. just not we can't do that. No. So back back to the um <laughs> things I do differently. Yes. That's another thing is that whenever I do finally go over to visit, yeah, I like to take like a casserole, yeah. something pre made that can be like typically a lasagna because it is so easy for them to put that lasagna in the fridge or freezer and just take chunks of it a dad can very easily pop it in the oven it's easy to pop leftovers into the microwave it's filling it's delicious yeah and it's just something very simple so i'll always sending take, dinner is such great yeah even like friends from afar now i'll send them like a 50 dollar venmo like go get yeah. dinner go yeah. get dinner that way you guys don't even have to worry about it. And that's such a nice gift to get. It, people don't realize oh just how God. relieving it is to not have to yes. think about food whenever <laughs> you are just trying to yeah. survive. Because you're like, oh, do God. I wash my ass or do I make a plate? You yeah. really get one And even the, the dad, like Chris was next to me the whole time with yeah. our baby. Like they're also bonding. So it's really yeah. nice for them to be like, okay, they made our whole family dinner. You know, yeah. like, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I will take them food and um, I don't stay very long. Yeah. Because that is one thing overstaying your welcome <laughs> with a new mom i don't stay past 20 minutes no i feel like even that is pushing it that's a long no. time to have somebody in your house when you're in the yeah. newborn phase i'm in a diaper too y'all <laughs> like i just want to go lay down yeah i'm tired I'm i haven't exhausted. had a friend in a while had a baby but i just i know that like i would yes you have you but i would like text you and stuff like that yeah. i wasn't showing up at your house no like, you didn't <laughs> No, you didn't. No, but I had a newborn too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we both had newborn. We babies. both had newborns in this year. <laughs> but yeah, baby. But like, I'm I'm more so like, hey, how are you doing? You yeah. know, like that kind of text message. But and don't promise something that you're not going to give them. Oh, please, yeah. especially please food. I had somebody promise <laughs> me promise that they were going to show up with. They said specifically a bag of bacon. <gasps> A whole bag of bacon. A whole bag of bacon. They were like, I'm going to make you a Ziploc bag of bacon <gasps> because then you can just easily have breakfast oh my with your eggs. You have bacon That's with your eggs. Idea. You can have BLT sandwiches. You get like so I'm many different things. I'm going to give Ben a whole bag like, of bacon Hell yeah, when he has should. a baby. We should. Send you he a bag of bacon. bacon. Look how excited he needs he looks. bacon. <laughs> Ben's bacon. <laughs> this is Ben's bacon. <laughs> I'm going to have a Ziploc bag that just says Ben's, Ben's bacon. bacon. <laughs> he's having a baby. So. He is having a baby. <laughs> but, uh, but don't promise people that. Okay, Ben, I'm going to I'm gonna. We give are going to gonna give you the bacon. Because somebody promised me bacon and showed up with donuts. 
Really? A box of donuts. It's terrible. It's actually a horror. And then I sound shitty for being like. savory bacon. Well, and I sound bad for being like, I didn't want those donuts. But why'd you tell me you were going to bring me stuff for sandwiches and breakfasts and everything? And you brought me one singular breakfast? Oh. I did. We're no contact. I I hate, like, this is super controversial. There's not a donut out there I (laughs) enjoy. They make me feel terrible. But bacon, I can eat. I literally have two pounds of bacon in the freezer waiting for Christmas Day. See? I'm going to oh, feed my entire family ready. bacon. Just bacon. Bacon. We'll make the <laughs> eggs, but I am bringing two pounds of high-quality bacon. Oh, see, then we yeah. got to make sure we give them the bacon. Well, it was very sad because I thought I was going to have protein, <laughs> and I was not given that. And, and so it just, it wouldn't have mattered to me if they showed up with bacon or donuts or not. Like, it would have been so exciting, but because I was promised something, you were like, I'm I was relying bacon. on it. Yeah. And so I hadn't gone grocery shopping because uh, I knew I was going to have stuff for sandwiches. And then I'm like this newborn mom in a diaper <laughs> crying, like, like trying I to eat this donut just like i just want a blt Aww. i was so so sad and it seems ridiculous oh but your God. hormones are all over the for place sure. and just like one little thing for like sure. that can just scar somebody <laughs> don't bring donuts <laughs> bring, bacon. Don't bring donuts <laughs> bring bacon. <laughs> just bring the bacon please <laughs> a lot of we all just want you to bring the bacon Oh my God, okay. I cannot. <laughs> hey, something people really, really want to know about what? with you that I, we have to touch on in okay. this episode is your fertility journey. Uh, I feel like our pregnancy journeys were just so different all yeah. the way around too. Yeah. Even my, both my pregnancies were to completely yeah. opposite. So like, I want you to go into all of that and then I'll talk about <laughs> mine. Okay, I'll start at the beginning here. Um, me and Chris have always wanted kids. Mm-hmm. And so we tried like everybody else did. And I was young. Like an old fashioned. And he was young. And we were they not, were trying. We was trying for like a year. And did uh, you take ovulation kits and everything? Yeah. I yeah. did I did everything. I tested my temperature and everything. I must say, like testing your temperature is a big thing. Oh my goodness. I did everything that I was supposed to do. Right. And so nothing was working. And towards the end of the year, I was getting to that point where I was trying everything. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking in that baby in a bottle, you know, that Geritol that everybody drinks. I was trying that. I was looking up the steam thing where you steam your vajayjay. (laughs) The yoni steam? Yes. It's supposed to open you up. For real, I was I was thinking about cutting putting a hole in a chair. Up. I was like, we need to go to the thrift store and get a chair so I can cut a hole in it, so the steam can you can put a pot under me and the steam can go up in my vajay. I was there, y'all. So, <laughs> that's a thing, I promise you. Oh yeah, no, no, there's yeah. a place in Dallas. Oh, do I've it. done it. There. We can go. I've done it there. The <laughs> yes, but that wasn't for fertility. It was just because it like <laughs> it like steams <laughs> your vagina. I'm scared. It's to do good it. for it. Look, Ben's googling. It's a real thing, Ben. It's good for it. It's, it's a real thing. For real, it's like they tea. put like herbs, tea like for tea. your vagina. It like opens it up and it has health benefits. <laughs> so, anyways, I was there, you guys. I was at that point of my fertility journey that I was like, I'm trying anything. Ben's face right now. Ben's the face is amazed. He looks shocked, <laughs> <laughs> astonished. Don't hate it. It felt kind of good. You know, <laughs> maybe you need to open one for your balls. <laughs> but I did that afterwards. Anyways, I was there with Chris. And then Chris was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to an infertility doctor. Mm-hmm. Let me look somebody up. So I did. And What was that like? Because <laughs> you were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, did that come with its own fair share of emotions? So I was scared already. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything was wrong with me. I thought, okay, well, maybe because I'm plus size. You know, that's what I thought. You know, and I hear, okay, plus size women can't have babies. Well, that wasn't it at all, first of all. Um... I went in there and I was a nervous wreck and I thought something's wrong with me or maybe my husband. Mm -hmm. And I remember going in being young and the first thing they did was a pap smear on me. Just did an annual visit. And as soon as they did that, he says, you have PCOS. They can tell that by a pap smear? I guess they could probably see a cyst or something. I'll be damned. Sorry. And um, I believe so. 
and then they did blood work and that day that I had my pastor he told me that I have PCOS mm. and what it was polycystic ovarian syndrome and that I have a very low chance of having children it basically you don't ovulate fully your eggs don't fully ovulate there's a whole lot more into it but um I was crushed yeah I cried and cried and I was devastated I went home and told Chris and my parents like I'm not gonna have any kids yeah I have a three percent chance of having babies is and that I how was low it is devastated wow. uh-huh and so that day they did my blood work and I came back like a couple days later and um, my all my blood work came back and I was healthy as could be. I didn't have thyroid issues. I didn't have, I wasn't. Just had PCOS. I just had PCOS and I was devastated. And that doctor, I'm crying as I walk out and he told me my result. He looked at me and he said, there's a lady standing there with a baby, like a newborn baby. And he looks at her and he says, you see that baby right there? And I said, yeah, he says, I do that here. And I like started crying and that mom was standing there and he's like, she couldn't have kids either and there's a baby and I just remember leaving like oh, I'm never gonna have kids like right. here we go well anyways that next um <laughs> then that next week they put me on Clomid which is a fertility drug is that by mouth by like, mouth it's a pill yeah and they gave me a sex schedule literally wow. what it is when we had to do it on which day become mechanical goodness gracious it was a lot yeah let me tell you and it's and a lot you, of sex yeah and don't get me wrong at that time we were having a lot of sex already okay we, i've got to know a schedule now i've got to know like what are we talking about here? yeah so multiple times a day no you would have your period uh-huh. and then you would wait the seven days in between mm-hmm. and then you would start the clomid and or you started the clomid maybe the day after your period something like that it's been a long time and then on day seven you and your husband would have sex every single day it was like six days day off seven days day off and i'm talking every day and they'd be like try it in the morning then try it at night Good Lord. it was a lot and it, it was like for the next oh yeah and they were like go a little longer so that way if your ovulation window is longer it was a lot you guys <laughs> and it came to the point where like we enjoyed it we were young but it was right. like oh man chris was tired after work chore. and i'd be like five in the morning because i would have to leave to work i'd be like get up like, <laughs> and at this time i'm like i'm having a baby let's go so it'd be like five in the morning before i had to take off to work yeah and um we would do it we wanted a baby that bad i wanted a baby so bad i wanted to be a parent so bad and so the first month went by negative not pregnant and we did it again and that month, I actually drank that Geritol baby in a bottle mm-hmm. <laughs> while taking that. And I got pregnant in two months. With Bear. With Bear. Did you have a hard pregnancy? So um, after that, they had said, like, I, I was shook, first of all. They had said that I was going to be high risk because yeah. um, uh, a lot of fertility medications make you at a higher risk of miscarriage. Wow. And also a higher risk of having multiples. So here I was scared and I was having so many appointments because they were just, you know, I was high risk and back whatnot. Back, check yeah. in, check in, check in. And then I got to like 15 weeks and they were like, you're good to go. And then the, the anatomy scan came at 20 weeks mm-hmm. and that's when we found out we were having a boy. And no, I you waited a, that long. I did. I did not wait that long yep, with you. I did. I had a strong, I didn't know that was a thing when I had bear, honestly, that I could know early. I had no oh, idea. Wow. Um, I had a strong baby. He was strong and I was I was whole. I was carrying a baby so so great. Yeah. They would say he was like you carrying the baby beautifully. Nothing's wrong. I did my you know juice test or whatever it's called. It's like the glucose yeah, test. Nothing came back, and so that's where I tell women where they said like oh I'm plus size I can't have kids. I was plus size. 
I was plus size. I was probably only 20 pounds lighter than I am now. And I had that baby completely beautifully, nothing wrong with me. And then, um, yeah, I went all the way up to 42 weeks pregnant with bear. <laughs> yes. And did you yeah, get induced I had to or did you go into labor? I had to be oh, induced. Man. And, uh, some push, doctors won't let you wait that push that baby out in 15 minutes. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to have another one. No, oh I've, n- I've, I have now tried. We, we started trying again when Bear was one years old. Bear's seven now. So mm-hmm. we've tried for six years to get pregnant and we haven't. And I've tried Clomid. Unmedicated. Uh, no, I've tried medicated. Oh. Yeah, probably four times now. But it makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yes. The Clomid doesn't make you feel sick? Oh, yeah. It literally throws your hormones off. Basically, what I heard is like puts you in a state of being pregnant all the time. Oof. So, yeah, we've tried. So now I'm having secondary infertility and I have, it's been six years and I'll continue to try, but really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have bear yeah. and I feel very good in that. Like I feel yeah. great that I have a biological son and we didn't go into foster care. I know someone's going to say this to adopt. I already had bear. I yeah. felt very wonderful with that. I just knew I wanted to be a mother to more kids. Yeah. And so you guys have seen, I've sent home so many children. Um, I just felt that. You didn't to have children yeah. in foster care. Come yeah. stay with you forever. Yeah. I, I had that yearning feeling of being a mama, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so. If you had advice for somebody that's struggling right now with PCOS that is looking at you as an inspiration, what words would you give them as they struggle through that journey? It's going to be heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and and no one's going to be able to make you feel better about it. Yeah. Nobody. No Because it's a silent struggle that we go through every single day that you want to be a mom every day. You see people be a mom every day. You see women um, become mothers. You see people who aren't supposed to be moms be moms and, um, it's going to be a silent journey that you're going to go on by mm-hmm. yourself. Um, but if you don't lose hope and it's hard cause I'm going through it now. And so, um, I would love to have another baby, but I just, this, I just hope that mentally you find things that you find joy in and pour into those things while, while you're not a mama and that be hopeful that you will be one day. Don't lose that hope cause I haven't. And, um, it's hard, but yeah. Keep going, keep waking up. And <laughs> Do you think that joining a PCOS community helped you at all with just being able to scream out your emotions in certain places? A little bit. Like when I first got diagnosed, I joined all the groups. I wanted to know right. all the things, um, people going through the same thing. But it was heartbreaking still seeing those women get pregnant and I wasn't. Yeah. So like even now, like it's hard because yeah. I've tried for a long time and it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to keep seeing that and um, be happy. And, and you are happy for them, but you're like, why not me? Right, right. The comparison game. Yeah. Only becomes more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But just don't lose hope and find joy. And if, um, you know, you would like to, if you're yearning to be a mother, um, don't go into foster care for that. But yeah, absolutely not. Um, taking care of kids of all ages could be a wonderful thing. You might want to look into teenagers or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but just don't lose, lose hope. And I we hope that you become a mama. Yeah, just know me that. too. I do. I hope that you become a mom. We have Art. such different yeah. So tell me about yours. Sense, Mine. <laughs> mine's a, a whole pullout baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark and I, um, Mark, you know, <clears throat> not really does not really love contraception, um, and so we were just having fun, and I. Actually, I can remember whenever I found out that I was pregnant, um, somebody had mentioned, asking me if, if I had a tampon. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I thought to myself, hmm, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Why why don't I need one? And so I just looked at my, I had like an app, that, that okay. you know, period tracker app. Uh-huh. And it was like, you're four days late. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, that's weird. Which, 
to be fair, I was a lesbian for nine years <laughs> and I didn't track it. Didn't even have to worry so about that. So <laughs> whenever I started dating Mark, I had to download a whole app uh-huh. to track yeah. it, you know? So I was like, well, you know, maybe this thing is just off. It's only been on here for hell at that point, like 10 months. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe only it's, 10 months. Maybe it's just off. And so I, I went and got a pregnancy test. Mark was with me that night. We were at my apartment. Ooh. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm a week late because I, for in my brain, for whatever yeah. reason, keep yeah. in mind, I've been pregnant before yeah. and taken a test before, mm-hmm. but I was 18. I was a child and in a Walmart bathroom. <laughs> so totally different experience. Yes. Um, I, I, was, I was just like, it won't show up until I'm a week late. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, <laughs> that's what I thought. So I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm a week late. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna take it. Okay. I'm just gonna take it. I had anxiety. I was just like, I'm just gonna take it. Yeah. So I can remember we had ordered Palio's. If you know what Palio's is, like an Italian restaurant. Uh, we had ordered Palio's, and the delivery driver knocked on the door at the same time that I was going to check on it. <laughs> so Mark was opening the door to my apartment to get food, okay. and I was looking at a pregnancy test. And whenever I, it was as positive oh as they God. can be, like two lines for sure. And I, he comes in the room to see like he's like hey you need to check and i'm like shaking trying to open the digital oh my god because i'm like holy shit holy shit holy shit uh-huh. i'm pregnant yeah. by my boyfriend that uh-huh. no one even knows i'm dating <laughs> and so i'm oh in full god. panic mode at that point um but he was really nice and reassuring it was just like you know i, I can remember he took a deep oh breath gosh. and he was just like okay because he had kids yeah. already and yeah. um yeah, so it was a lot. It was a lot for a second to swallow, but just because it was so unexpected. Boston yeah. was just so unexpected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boston's pregnancy, I told you the story. Yeah. Uh, I was, people always ask me, oh, what's the difference in a girl pregnancy and a boy pregnancy? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. A lot. And some okay. people will say that their girl was easier, their boy was easier. They were so different that they were both difficult in different ways. Okay, I can see that. So Boston, with Boston I had uh, tachycardia, which is like a heart condition where my heart would just start racing out of nowhere. And it would just feel like it was pounding out of my chest because he would lay his big head on one of my ventricle uh-huh. veins or some shit. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but that's what they would tell me. Yeah. And it would make my heart start working a lot. So I'd feel like I was having a panic attack out of nowhere. It, that sucked. Um, and then <laughs> he also made me very nauseous, but without the relief of throwing up, like trapped oh, yes. nausea. Yes. Mark had yes. gone to pick up groceries and had a rotisserie chicken in the trunk. And I could smell it from the trunk to the front. And I just sat in the front seat oh, crying. The smell. <laughs> it smells so bad. I was hanging my head out the window and we're driving from Denison to Plano because at that point we're commuting, which uh-huh. is an hour with this stupid chicken oh in the back. God. I, to this day, don't really love rotisserie <laughs> chicken. It just threw me off. I could only eat fruit and veggies. So I was so, so convinced that it was a girl, which was very exciting uh-huh. for me because he had two boys. Yeah. And so I was like, if we just have a girl, we'll be done forever. We'll never have another baby. Yeah. Oh my God. Nah, wrong. It was a boy, which <laughs> mm, guess what? I had gender disappointment. Uh-huh. I sobbed my eyes out whenever I found out that it was a boy and I don't give a shit if you judge me for it because you want to know what I love my son I love him unconditionally he's amazing and perfect and I would not wish for anything other than him but in that moment yes there was this dream of a little girl yes and it does make you sad I don't care what people say it makes you sad whenever you find out that it's not the gender that you were maybe hopeful for it's okay to feel gender. It does not make you a bad parent no, to not. feel gender disappointment. Please know that the people who act like <laughs> it is that big of a deal, literally get your panties out of a bunch. 
what do you give a shit if that person is a little bit disappointed it's like my thing is if they treat that child differently because okay. they're a different gender yeah okay cool yeah we're all we're all panties in a bunch there okay <laughs> if we're just a pregnant mom that's already hormonal and yeah. just wants to have an emotion about it for a moment let them have their that's feelings right. that's right they're still gonna love their baby let them have their feelings give them a cookie and pat them on the back and do not judge them because what's the point right right so yeah. i was sad i was sad whenever i found out that boston was a boy but um of course i got over it because he's perfect he's everything to me Aww. and then um i was induced with him well i say that i went into labor um and they said okay we're gonna go ahead and okay you. because i was still driving an hour for my doctor oh yeah i was dilated to a four with normal contractions mm. and they said okay let's go ahead and start the dose and let's yeah. kick this bad boy up yeah uh, broke my water for me and did the whole thing how did it go i pushed for two and a half hours Ooh. and had a third degree yes. episiotomy oh ho, ho. Yeah. that's a rip it was <laughs> from one hole to the other oh my it was goodness. so literally <laughs> it was pretty intense i can mark oh my said God. i just remember her bringing out these big scissors and thinking okay here we go i'm about to cut the umbilical cord and then i was like oh that's not cutting the umbilical cord. Uh, yeah, so it, it was a lot. It was especially as a first time mom. Oh my I gosh. didn't expect any. I, I didn't know anything else. I'd never yes. even heard what the hell is an episiotomy. Yes. I didn't even know that like people did that. <laughs> I, I, I was very confused. And then of course the whole bacon thing happened, and that was heartbreaking. <laughs> that was in the first few days, and so I didn't feel like I had like postpartum depression with Boston. I had anxiety. Yeah, bad anxiety. Bad. And then with Juliet, yes, I had depression. It was yes. a very different feeling with her when I when I got pregnant with Juliet. Um, it was also a little unexpected. We had suffered a miscarriage um, mm -hmm. eight months before, mm -hmm. and we weren't really trying. And um, uh, you know, we were just not trying, but not preventing. Right. I like to right. say yeah. it was just more natural. Yeah. Um, and so when we found out we were pregnant with her, we were kind of surprised in the sense of like we didn't calculate it. Yeah. But um, I can remember being like, oh, my God, what if it's a fourth boy? <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah, I probably would have cried. Yeah, if it had been a fourth you wanted boy. your little girl. Yes, but it wasn't. And I knew it couldn't be because she had me puke in from the second oh, I found you were out she so was there. Sick. I mean, like, you were so, so sick. sick. I lost 14 pounds. I looked damn good. <laughs> I was looking good. And That's then. So sick. I blew right back up, uh, but no, no, no. I got gestational diabetes. That's what happened. Yeah, and I, I love that you shared eating. that journey because it was so hard. I know it was so hard. Yes. And people were like, "Well, what are you eating?" Um, I was eating perfectly fine. I was eating great, and oh, even. Yeah. Even like my yeah. numbers during the day with my food were perfect. Yeah. It was my fasting number. I could not get my fasting number to come down. Right. Even on medication, mm -hmm. my fasting number would be a little too high. And so they didn't want to put me on insulin. Uh, thank God, because I'm not very good with needles. You guys know yeah. that. Um, yeah. so, but it was very you stressful. You maintained it really well. You learned how to adapt to that. You have to. Yeah, you I mean, you don't have, have to, any other choice. Yeah. And there's nothing harder than being on a diet when you're pregnant. Oh, my gosh. It's like all I wanted was chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> all I and wanted like, was chocolate no. cake. And they were like, you can't. Yeah. So that was very difficult. And then the whole birthing experience. Yeah. Did you, you, did you go full term? Not full term. I'm sorry. Did you go farther with her than no. Boston? Okay. okay. So Boston, I had him at 38 weeks and two days. Okay. I had Juliet at 37 weeks okay. exactly because I was medically induced okay. because I had hypertension. My mm -hmm. blood pressure was That's crawling right. way too high. That's right. And so I went in for my 37 week appointment and it was high. Mm -hmm. And my doctor was like, time to go we're going the yeah. hospital policy is that at 37 weeks i can induce you yeah i don't yeah. want you to be preeclamptic and you are right, right on, on the, the edge. edge of it yes. so she was like we're going so we uh -huh. had her and it was wonderful was it um faster 
It was. I only pushed for 30 minutes there with her. Okay. And honestly, I don't think it was a full 30 minutes. I want to say it was more around 20. Okay. Um, because there were breaks in between, obviously, yes. with the contractions. Yes. I only pushed four times with her. So that was great in comparison. I did not have... I had not an episiotomy, uh -huh. but I did have a, a, a small bit. tear. Yeah. But she told me that she was just going to let it happen naturally and that she was not going to do the episiotomy. And I was so thankful for that yeah. because she really educated me in yeah. that sense. I was so much more prepared. Uh -huh. Even I was more scared. I had gestational <laughs> diabetes and hypertension, hypertension. And I was very aware of what was about to go down. Yes. So I was definitely more scared. But um, having the difference in provider of someone who was informative yeah. and kind and patient with me was so huge so uh, when people ask me like what's the number yeah. one advice you give to a pregnant mom have a provider you trust yeah because it's you and them yeah and as a first-time mom it's hard to like know yeah because i didn't know I and how idea. to advocate yeah. for yourself luckily mine was wonderful but like yeah oh advocating is so hard oh my god it's hard in people yes. you love i'm not very yeah. confrontational in that sense yeah not unless you mess with my kids yeah <laughs> then I will come for you yep. quickly without a second thought. But <laughs> And then it, you had Juliet, though, and you had to be in the NICU, right? Well, they not both had to stay. Okay, he did not go to the NICU, but he did stay in the room because he had he jaundice. So he yes. had to stay under the light for okay. multiple days. And then Juliet was immediately taken to the NICU. Yes. Her blood sugar was too low, which mm -hmm. they say is very common, common. with gestational diabetes uh, moms. So her blood sugar was too low. So we had mm -hmm. to stay two days there while I they hate regulated that. We that. also were in the NICU. There. <sighs> it's so hard. All We've of our talked about are so this. different. Yeah. We've talked about how hard it is to walk <laughs> into a NICU. Oh my gosh. There is a routine that they teach the you when you go in there. Yes. That I he you hear it through a fog. Yes. But it never leaves your brain when it happens. And there's just something about I can still go back to that moment of seeing my baby in that yes. bed. I can literally still and see seeing it. Seeing other moms standing next oh to their gosh. baby carriers yes. in their diapers and pajama postpartum pajamas yep. and how sad they just look. Walking in slow. Yeah, like it's just you kind of do this like smile and head nod to the mom across the room yeah. that has a baby that yeah. you know it, she's also equally worried about yeah so pregnancy yeah. is just it's a oh, whole it's journey rough. Rough. advocate for yourself there's so much more we could yes, go into go on into. this advocating for yourself making sure that you remember that your feelings are valid and Absolutely. that it's also okay to think to yourself i'm being crazy yeah because sometimes you are and that's okay <laughs> and because all of our journeys look different too yeah hell like, yeah they do yeah and i always get a second opinion on things yeah i hear so many plus size moms saying like well they told me i need to lose 50 pounds and i just feel like just always get a second opinion on mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. get a second opinion and if it doesn't feel right definitely look into that's it right because you'll feel find somebody who really cares tell yeah, you there's yeah. good people out there people who will look at you not like a patient but Absolutely. as a human yeah, as, and a, as, as you, a woman with a baby. Uh, uh, and let me say something: as a plus size woman, no one's gonna get this set for y'all. And plus size men, um, we look we are looked at differently in appointments. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying that; I know it for a fact. I, when I was 10 years old, I was told I was fat, and I'll never forget that. So when you go in, be bold. Like I will walk in now to this day and be like, I know I'm big, but I don't have that problem. I need something else. Like set it straight. Go in confidently and know. Like I know that I'm plus size, but I'm not here to talk about that. Right. You gotta be bold. Because they will look Don't at you for what you look like in front of you. Right. It's like you want to blame Anyways, everything that's on why my I size. Tell you. Yeah, exactly. Good. You could go you can go in for something and they're gonna look at you and call you fat first. Well, you know, if you weren't plus size, that wouldn't have happened. No, ma'am. You, you don't know nothing me. about me. Anyways, send them to me. Yes. Anyways, guys, goodness <laughs> gracious, we wanted to share a little bit about that. Well, what an exciting journey we've had. And so different. And cheers to hopefully more. Yep. For you, not for me. Yes. For anybody asking, <laughs> somebody asked that the other day. No, thank you. Yes, for me. I'm done. No, for her. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> goodness. 
Well, that was fun to talk about. I know. Talking about our own little pregnancy Reminis- journey. Reminisce. Let's be emotional, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't miss it. Some people love being pregnant. I miss it. I don't. I'm not a good pregnant girl. <laughs> oh, goodness, you guys. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Once I can't again. believe we made it this far. And as always, guys, keep those giggles going. And the love flowing. And until next time. Mom knows best. Or at least she's trying her best. She's trying her best, baby. <laughs> Bye, guys.